Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Brian Caulfield is a professor in transport at Trinity College in Dublin. Brian, are cars getting too big for Irish roads? Um, well, the, the research I think that we're talking about today came out of Europe um, from a, a, a think tank out there. And they're showing that they looked at the statistics of all types of cars, not just SUVs, every type of car. And they've got incrementally bigger over the past 20, 30 years. Um, one thing that hasn't happened, say, for example, in our cities like Dublin or Cork or Waterford, um, is the cities haven't gotten any bigger and the road space hasn't gotten any bigger. But the demand for that space has gotten much more. So the statistics show us, yes, that they, they've gotten bigger. Presumably, though, obviously, sure, cars are manufactured uh, not not here mainly on the, not here on this island. So we're we're bringing in cars, we're importing them, and then our road network can't handle the width and size of them. That seems to be the seems to be the case. But also, there's a there's a greater demand, as we all know, on our road space now that there's cycle lanes put in as well. There, there's um, we're slowing down our traffic too. So all of those types of things are are, are causing great pressures in, in our urban areas uh, on our roads. Um, and these cars, I suppose, like it's not just in, in, in Ireland, it's every other country as well that these cars are getting bigger and bigger. It comes up with a number of problems, um, not only for our roads, but also for our car parks. Um, and, you know, that our family sizes haven't gotten that much bigger either. So, like, the justification for these bigger cars, um, it, it definitely seems to be something that the motor industry are pushing, perhaps maybe less that the demand is there for them from, from, from customers. How much bigger, Brian, have the cars got? So I think they said that the report said something like um, two centimetres for every two years that, that the cars have gotten bigger. Um, and as I, again, as I said, the roads aren't getting bigger, so that's causing issues. Mm. Is that um, though to allow for safety features in the cars? Some of it is. Some of it's to, to allow for kind of crash zones within the vehicles. But then a, another part of it is as well is that the, the, uh, the manufacturers are trying to push these bigger vehicles, the SUVs and all the rest, to make us feel safer when we're in these vehicles. Um, that results then in the vehicles becoming more heavy as well because they're bigger, using more materials to construct them. And then when you take it from a climate perspective, um, it takes more fuel, either electricity, if it's a, if it's a, it's an EV or a petrol or diesel to move these vehicles around. So it's impacting upon our climate objectives too. Nearly nobody I know at the moment who's recently changed their car or bought a new car has bought an actual car, Brian. Everybody seems to be in the sort of, um, if they're not in a Jeep, they're in that crossover, of an, but still falls under the category of an SUV, like a mini Jeep. Yeah, and that, that's reflected obviously in our sales. I think it's something sixty-five percent of vehicles last year, or maybe even more, were in this kind of quasi-SUV, bigger car um, market. Um, and um, and and that I suppose is the product of what choices out there, um, the choice that that people have when they go to buy a car. They've been pushed these kind of bigger cars, and when you get into them, they're nice, they're bigger, there you've got more room, you've got more headspace, um, easier to get in and out of. So you can kind of see why. People are kind of pushing, going towards them. But from an urban planning and traffic planning and a climate perspective, it's definitely something that we need to look at. Are they actually safer? They're safer for the people on the inside. That's what most of the statistics say. But if you look at some of the really big vehicles, um, when it comes to, you know, the the impacts with with cyclists and pedestrians, they're not as safe for other road users um, using these vehicles. And there's, there's, a lot of research that shows that. So so should people who are driving, whether it be your large Jeep or your crossover SUV, 
Should they pay more for that, whether that's in paying more for their car parking space or paying more road tax? Um, well, I suppose there's two ways you could look at it. If, if it is a thing that we want to get rid of them and we're going to penalise um, the people that buy them, yes, then perhaps you could use the taxes. But it's it's the manufacturers that are doing this. Um, so to try and make these vehicles smaller, I think we need to influence EU regulations on them and and try to then make the manufacturers make the vehicles smaller. Like as you said yourself there, nearly all of your friends that you know that have bought a vehicle, and it might have been due to, to lack of choice, ended up in one of these vehicles. So I think we need to go to the root of the source of it, which is the manufacturers, and require them to make them smaller. Uh, motoring editor and columnist of the Sunday Independent, Geraldine Herbert, is with us on the line as well. Geraldine, should motorists be enticed to stay in smaller cars, or should there be a penalty for people wanting the SUV? Um, I think, you see, the problem is, if you look at the research that came out, it's all cars have got bigger. So the Volkswagen Polo is now the same size as the original Golf. The BMW X3 is the same size as the X5. So all cars are growing. There's no doubt those statistics are being skewed by the fact of larger SUVs. But generally, you know, the issue is more that all cars are becoming bigger and way too heavy. And our roads, as, as Brian has already pointed out, are just not designed for them. Why has the Polo got so much bigger? That was my first car. <laughs> well, if you if you compared it now to like your first polo to your polo now, it's it's a completely different. There's a number of reasons. Obviously, safety is a big thing. Cars need side protection. They need front protection. They need reinforcing, and this just adds to the mass. There's also a comfort aspect and a consumer expectation. So, you know, people like that extra space. But it also comes down to, and I don't think this is a point that's discussed enough, is that when car makers are looking at face, facelifting their new model or whatever, they look at competitors and there's very little difference between cars anymore. They all have a similar technology, mm. similar power. So normally what they do is they differentiate from the rivals by space. So they'll decide that they're going to have class-leading space in the back or class-leading headroom or the biggest boot space. Then the rival comes along is revamping their car and they go well the competitor has done that and it becomes this space race so it's almost just you know big cars for the sake of it at this stage okay Do you, uh, robert is on the line Geraldine, stay with us um have you noticed the impact of larger cars on the road and in in, in car parking spaces robert yeah the, the, everything they've all got much wider so the the streets that you could drive down uh, and clearly pass parked cars is gone you've now got to stop and let the car coming towards you go past before you can overtake. 20 years ago, you could have had two cars either side, two cars can pass, and most importantly, cyclists could still stay on the road. But by the growth of all the cars, we have now squeezed out the cyclists. They don't have any room on the road any longer. And now we're putting retrospective demand back on the roads by building cycleways to accommodate the cyclists who can't actually cycle on the roads any longer because all the cars have got so wide. So, yeah, it's a massive, there is a massive change over yeah. 20 years. The, the, the same the, roads you cannot drive down safely any longer. Where I always notice it is in um, underground car parks. You know, at a, at a supermarket or in a shopping centre. Like, it just seems like the cars, it's so much harder and tighter to get into the market well, it's spaces. it's hard to park because the, the car spaces haven't got wider uh, for most of the car parks yeah. or the old car parks. The car spaces are tiny. You can't fit the modern car in or open the door once you're in. But there's a question... Here's a very quick question is why is com- are countries like Japan and cities like Tokyo, why when you look at those cities, they're all driving, predominantly all driving small little white mm. cars, square shaped. So they seem to have found a way of dealing with traffic in the cities that we haven't yet. In Italy as well, you see a lot of people driving, isn't it? The little Ger- uh, Geraldine, the Fiat 
Is it the Fiat 500? Yeah, yeah, you see quite a, quite a lot of them. The French though, Paris, Geraldine, they're going to possibly going to tackle this whole trend next month. Are they looking at a referendum on higher parking charges for heavier cars? Yeah, I mean, weight tax was something that was that the French, I think, were the first to bring it in. It's also been brought in in Norway. But I think ultimately, Andrea, this has to be dealt with at a carmaker level. And the only people who can deal with carmakers are is EU regulations that just comes in and says, listen, you can't make a car wider than this or longer than that, or it's not going to be classed as a car. And I think that's what we're looking at. Because tinkering around with, you know, local um, taxes and, and countrywide taxes, it has to be um, addressed at a European level. Yeah, there's a text here from a listener, whatever about the polo, look at the size of the new Toyota Yaris. It's absolutely huge. Um, bigger problem is that people don't know the width of their own vehicle, Geraldine, says this texter. Like that, yeah. Well, that could be a problem as well. And But I mean, look, they're all getting bigger. And as you say, it's, it's like even if you're the most ardent petrol head and you're doing no, like you've no environmental conscience, they're sucking the life and the joy out of driving. They're just too heavy and they're too big. So I don't think there's anyone that wants cars to get any bigger or any heavier. And it really does need to be addressed. Uh, explain to me, asks this texter, if you make the vehicle smaller, how do you fit all of the child in the booster seats? Will they change the law to get rid of booster seats? I doubt it. Another text I find it so hard to get a car that was big enough for our four our four person family plus the dog without it being an SUV. We finally got the Prius, uh, but that was not a Japanese import and it wasn't super old. We were delighted, but we almost had to get an SUV because um which I didn't, but they're absolutely huge to drive, says this texter. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.